Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hey, good morning, everyone. Buddy C, we got Craig and Marla today. Kurt had to work, and I think uh, Kate's sick this morning, so we hope she's doing better. Welcome, guys. Hope y'all have had a good week. Any Anything before we – I know we're talking about the 23rd chapter today. Uh, it's got some really good stuff. I do want to mention a meditation book that I found. It is 365 Dao, T-A-O, Daily Meditations. Ding Ming Dao is the guy's name, D-E-N-G-M-I-N-G-D-A-O. So – uh, it's got some pretty good meditations. I found some books that weren't that great, but this one's got a daily. And actually, the one for uh, one of them, the one I had to read one for today, actually matches what we're talking about today. Okay, so this is um, on healing. It's fire cools, water seeks its own level. No matter how extreme a situation is, it will change. It cannot continue forever. Thus, a great forest fire is always destined to burn itself out. A turbulent sea will become calmer, and natural events balance themselves out by seeking their opposites. And this process of balance is at the heart of all healing. This process takes time. If an event is not great, the balancing required is slight. If it is momentous, then it may take days, years, even lifetimes for things to return to an even keel. Actually, without these slight imbalances, there could be no movement in life. It is being off balance that keeps life changing. Total centering, total balance would only be stasis. All life is continual destruction and healing over and over again. That is why even in the midst of an extreme situation, the wise are patient. Whether the situation is illness, calamity, or their own anger, they know that healing will follow upheaval. So that's just one of the readings out of that. That's a really, if you're looking for a good daily devotion, Tao devotion, I've looked at several, and this one seems to, this one speaking to me pretty good. So I I would check that out if that's something that. Thank you. And um, I'm doing um, a 10 day gong meditation that Dr. Carl Totten devised. He is um, the podcaster for What's This Tao All About? Um, And I'm on day six today, and it's really, some parts of it are working. And I notice that, you know, as I'm doing it each day, I'm starting to understand more and more what the meditation is actually about, if that makes any sense. I'm yeah. not going to go into details, but yeah. well, maybe, maybe once you're done with it, maybe next week or the week after, we can. If you want to talk about it a little more in depth about what you know, how it spoke to you, and what all it did as you go through it, that'd be great because yeah. it'd be good to hear because there may be some things that we, you know, that we want to implement. You know, one of the things that's been missing, I think, from my recovery is um, practicing a new habit, a healthier habit. I mean obviously I have yoga, but um, a healthier habit, like doing a guided meditation every day or doing certain things like everybody else does, that's been missing from my particular recovery. 
So I'm starting to um, move more a little bit into that habitual thoughts. You know, it's funny how our um, practices evolve. Oh, yeah. You know, because they keep changing. I, I remember what I was doing even a year ago is not what I'm doing now. And what I was doing two years ago is nothing like what I was doing a year ago. You know, they're all the time. I think if our practice is not changing, we're not growing. Absolutely. Absolutely not. We're not growing. I think we've got to be open-minded to new things and open-minded to change. Just like uh, the reading I just read, you know, life is full of those cycles. And we've got, and, and I think that if we're not waking up spiritually, um, as we wake up, what we do on a daily basis is going to change for sure. And it's different for every person. I can't do what you do and you can't do what I do and get the same results because it's, it's also personal that, and there's no judgment in that, you know, that's, what's great about it. That's what's great about it. Everybody's got their own pathway. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Anything to add to that, Craig? Yeah, no, I, I agree with the I agree with the, the, the daily routine. I I've found it really important in the past year or so of routine. Um, I found myself going through phases of getting up really early, um, so I can be up half past three, four o'clock in the morning just for for no apparent reason. Um, in the summer, it's fine because I would normally just stick my trainers on and go for a walk. I'd, I'd go for a walk before work, so I'd be out for two hours before work. Um, but at the moment, it's kind of cold and dark and miserable. Um, so I find myself just just doing some of my readings, um, stuff of the big book, um, stuff on. Uh, I normally get transitions daily sent through at half four in the morning, um, and I've been doing the the U version of the um, the New Testament as well. So I've set up a plan for that. So that's kind of given me a basis to start my day. Um, and I usually find that if I've not done that, then I'm not really myself until I've managed to get through that. So. I've even sometimes seen myself walking Callum down to school and then coming back, but nicely starting work until I've sat down and sat down and actually had my time out to actually do that sort of thing. Um, so but that, that's that's something that's, that's just evolved. So um, I don't think I would be where I am at the moment had I been just stuck to the, the, the same routine that I was um, when I first came into recovery. Um, I think I, I think it's a tremendous thing to help you grow is to have that daily routine. But at the same time, you have to be able to identify when it's not working. And when it's not working, I think we need to speak to people. That's, that's when it's, I think, I think it's always important to have a network of people that have, have been through what you're going through that you can say to them, listen, you know, this is where I am at the moment. What, what do you think? Um, and then you can always take other people's experiences on board. Um, and one of the, one of the, one of the, um, one of the things that's came out of my sponsors meetings is like, maybe you want to, maybe you should start reading this sort of thing as well. So, um, I've taken a lot of that on board and my growth, not just in recovery, but just, just in general has been fantastic. It, it really gets me out of myself. And I think that's probably where I struggle in the morning. Um, where I, I wake up and I think to myself, right, I need to do this today. I need to do that. I need to do it. But doing what I want to do just takes that need away and it puts me on an even keel as well. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely agree with the, the morning routine. Um, but I think a lot of people worry with the morning routine that if they don't get the morning routine done, they forget that there's the rest of the day to do it. So if you're finding a part of your day that you're really struggling with, everything's getting on top of you. There's nothing, nothing wrong with taking a five minute time out and just sit down and even if you've read the read the, the, your devotions for the day, just go back and do it again. Um, I think I think it's great just to have something on your phone or something on your tablet you can just ref, uh, refer to. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. 
Um, I've just I've just downloaded the meditation one because I do struggle meditation wise because I've got so much going on that what I don't want to do is get myself overwhelmed thinking right I must do this I must do that and then associate it all with my recovery as well so what I don't want to get into the habit of is saying right I must do my my transitions daily I must do my my New Testament I must do this I must do that and then I'll end up suffering from recovery burnout because I'll think to myself do you know what I can't do all this um, I think it's really important that we, could, that we remember that we can do anything. It's just we can't do everything. Um, we can't do everything at the same time. So if you're struggling with one thing, maybe just set it to the side and concentrate on something that you find more, not challenging, but more relevant to what, you, what you're doing. You know, this is a very pertinent conversation to, to actually the 23rd chapter yeah. of the Tao Te Ching because it's about opening yourself up to the Tao. Mm-hmm. So... This is, this is what we're talking about, is how you open yourself up to the Tao. And part of that is, uh, the quote is that we do what comes natural. And right now, we naturally started talking about the things that cause us to open up to the Tao without even planning it. Because we didn't plan to discuss this, you know, really. Because we were just talking, uh, I wanted Marla to mention her uh, uh, doing the... Uh, the practice that she's doing from uh, what's this Dow all about. And then we started talking about what we do on a daily basis, which is that that's doing what comes natural. You know, that's yeah. practicing what we're going to talk about today. You know, I, I get a lot, I get a lot of peace. I, I get a lot of peace out of what I do first thing in the morning. And I need to, I need yeah. to be in that mindset. What I have to watch with that is my mind will come in and I will start doing all kinds of things thinking <laughs> that I need to do more, more, more. <laughs> and that was going to, that would be a quite equate to more spirituality. The more I do, the more, and it's not that way. What I had to do was I was reading too much stuff. I had to cut back on the amount of things I was reading yeah. and put more time into meditation because yeah. it's not about, it comes to a point to where you can just take in too much stuff. You know, and then then I would get over like you're talking about, oh, I didn't get this done today. So I would feel guilty about not getting some thing done, some devotion read. You know, how crazy is that? Yeah, well, around about a year ago, I was suffering quite badly from um, post-acute withdrawal syndromes. And I actually got to a stage where I was I was really depressed. I was, I was quite anxious um, and I, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to vote. So my wife actually booked an appointment with the doctor's. And he knew he knew that I was in recovery anyway. So he was asking how things were going and what I was doing. And when I explained to him, right, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that, he says, look, just stop. Because what you're doing is you're overwhelming yourself with all this all this stuff. And although it's recovery-related, it's, it's the wrong type of recovery-related. I was listening to quite a lot of podcasts where I was listening to people's stories and I was empathizing with the stories rather than, you know, the, the, the better side of recovery. I, was, I, was, I wasn't concentrating on the, the right part of recovery. I was kind of stuck in the past. Um, and I, th- I think looking at this sort of thing now, it brings you into the present and it, it lets you concentrate on what you, what you need to do today um, to get through today. Um, and then when it comes to tomorrow, you, you can you can worry about tomorrow when it comes. Um, so that, that's, that's, that's been a huge, a huge thing that I've had to take in my recovery. And to be honest with you, it, it took quite a lot for me to let it all go. Um, because I've become reliant on these podcasts, I've become reliant on these books. Um, but I find that once I did manage to let it go and concentrate on something that was more relevant, I progressed quite a bit, quite a bit further, a lot quicker. Um, but I seemed to retain a lot of um, a lot of the advice I was given at the time. 
But what I find when I, when I overwhelm myself with reading too much is it gets redundant. Yeah. Everything starts to, yeah. it's all the same. It does, yeah. They're all saying the same thing, let go. What, 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 do we hope to, what do we hope to achieve by listening to the exact same thing 10 times over by different people? I think once you've heard it a couple of times, it's, it's more or less going to, it's more or less going to become very much the same. Um, and I think when it starts getting to that stage, it's like a book. You you, you, you know you start to read a book and the, the story is the same, the characters are the same. I think when you start to get that, to that stage, you need to move on to the next stage um, and kind of up the game a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But I never, never forget how bad it was in the first place that you know you had to get to where you are. You know, the way I gauge that is what is speaking to me. You know, I'll, I'll say, is that... Is that speaking to me then, you know, I was reading a, a chapter of the Tao Te Ching every morning and studying it just like we're doing here. Every day a, a different chapter or five days out of seven for sure. And I said, whoa, I'm doing, that's too much. I said, I need to back off of that. I need to yeah. make and do a devotion, maybe take the chapter that we read every week and meditate on that a few days. If I want to read, go back and read it again, you know, look. And, and just, I said, this is not about, me gaining knowledge that's that's what we're learning you know this is about doing what's natural learning how to do what's natural is what this is about it's not about learning more Uh, letting go of everything you've learned yeah exactly marla exactly you know so and that's different from okay i will learn this and this and this and then I will be able to do whatever, you know, that's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. This is, this is almost the opposite. It's the unlearning, you know, it's the mm-hmm. unlearning. So good, good. Um, and that's what this is about today is opening ourselves up to the Tao and how, how we do that. So let's read. Um, Craig, will you read the first one for me, please? Yep. To talk little is natural. High winds do not last all morning. Heavy rain does not last all day. Why is this? Heaven and earth. If heaven and earth cannot make things eternal, how is it possible for man? He who follows the Tao is at one with the Tao. He who is virtuous experiences virtue. He who loses the way is lost. When you are at one with the Tao, the Tao welcomes you. When you are at one with virtue, the virtue is always there. When you are at one with loss... The loss is experienced willingly. He who does not trust enough will not be trusted. Mala, will you read the second one for me, please? Express yourself completely, then keep quiet. Be like the forces of nature. When it blows, there's only wind. When it rains, there's only rain. When the clouds pass, the sun shines through. If you open yourself to the Tao, you are at one with the Tao. And you can embody it completely. If you open yourself to insight, you are one with insight, and you can use it completely. If you open yourself to loss, you are one with loss, and you can accept it completely. Open yourself to the Tao, then trust your natural responses, and everything will fall into place. Thank you. Here's the third one. Nature uses few words. When the gale blows, it will not last long. When it rains hard, it lasts but a little while. What causes these to happen? Heaven and earth. Why do we humans go on endlessly about little, about little when nature does much 
in a little time. If you open yourself to the Tao, you and the Tao become one. If you open yourself to virtue, then you become virtuous. If you open yourself to loss, then you will become lost. If you open yourself to the Tao, and the, the, the Tao will eagerly welcome you. If you open yourself to virtue, virtue will become a part of you. If you open yourself to loss, the lost are glad to see you. When you do not trust people, people will become untrustworthy. Craig, how about reading the last one there for me? Yeah, I'll get the hint with this one. When you have nothing to say, you may, may as well keep your mouth shut. The wind and the rain don't go on forever. If nature knows enough to give it a rest sometimes, so should you. If you're ready for doubt, you can live with doubt. If you're ready to succeed, you can live with success. If you're ready to fail, you can live with failure. Trust your instincts and others will trust you. I'm just okay. making sure I'm just making sure it's not one of my old teachers that wrote that about me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what's speaking to y'all out of that? Well, in, in just the way my brain goes, uh, I thought of the Psycho Killer song. Um, you know, the Talking Heads? Yeah. Psycho Killer? When I have nothing to say, my lips are sealed. Say something once, why say it again? Um, that's just where my mind went. Um, this is, I, I think it's, you know, talking about living by your core values and your your deepest instincts of who you are and, um, you know, also saying when you're reaching for something, when you're greedy, um, you tend to lose more than you gain. I, don't, I, don't I was, I was thinking you got something, Craig. I was, I was just, I was just thinking that, um, just talk, talking about the, the, the first, the first part in each one is to do with, with us getting possibly getting involved in things that don't concern us. If if I have nothing to say on a particular subject that doesn't concern me, then why should I be getting myself involved with it? Just stay back and let it be. Just just let it do its natural progression. And the natural progression is for me not to get involved and try and control any outcome. Um, I don't think that's doing doing the right thing. That's that's not doing the next right thing. The next right thing for me to do would be just step back and just let it go. Yeah, nature's our example of that, right? Yeah. That whatever's going on in nature is going to change. That nature gets it done and then stops. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was thinking about surrender with this because uh, he talks about in all four of these after he gives the nature – um, example about what I thought at first was that um, he was talking about you know different different seasons like uh, he talks about who follows the Tao's one with the Tao uh, if you follow virtue you if you're virtuous you're going to have virtue and then what I thought he was talking about and one of these let's see which one translated it that way uh, you know, if you uh, if you like the second one there, when he talks about if you open yourself to insight, you are one with insight, and you can uh, use it completely. If you open yourself to loss, then you're at one with loss, and you can accept it completely. You know, and then I really like my, my quote from this is that open your the last open yourself to the Tao, trust your natural responses, and everything will fall into place. So at first I thought 
about this as being different, like in different situations that you would, you know, if you uh, address loss as if it was temporary, address all these things as being temporary because it's going to change, you know, like in nature, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, the storm's going to change, the wind's going to stop. I mean, all these things are going to come and go. Everything comes and goes. It's part of nature and it's part of human nature. Yeah, exactly. And, and, but some of these others are talking about it as if, you know, if you, if you stick with the Tao and you open yourself to the Tao, then, you know, then that's the optimum place to be in this. And virtue would be like the next best, not as good as being in the Tao. And then if you open yourself to loss, then you'll be lost, you know, like it's a, a lesser, a, a lesser place of acceptance a lesser place of surrender. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I do know in the last one where he talks about uh, if you're ready for the Tao, you can live with the Tao. If you're ready to succeed, you can live with success. Right. If you're ready to fail, you can live with failure. I've got a, a friend of mine that we, we meet once a week and discuss these, and we discussed this one week, and he had the word, thrive i don't know where he got it what translation uh so his translation was if you're ready to succeed you can thrive with success if you're ready to fail you can thrive with failure so i think really you could insert recovery into that as well if you're ready for recovery yeah then you can live with recovery if if you're not ready for recovery then go out and drink some more and come back when you're ready <laughs> That's a pretty loose translation, Craig. <laughs> He's taking some liberties there. Liberties, okay. some, some Scottish liberties. <laughs> That's in the Robert Burns translation. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think it's true, though. If I'm ready to fail, I can thrive with failure. I can thrive with success. I can thrive with whatever's going on. If I'm in the right place of acceptance, it's all about acceptance. It is. It really is. So, but it all starts with opening yourself to the Tao. And I was thinking about that, and I I went online and looked for some different uh, takes on opening yourself to the Tao. And one was from um, uh, Tao T-A-O-I-N-Y-O-U dot com. And uh, this is talking about the example given was a bell. And the new disciple asked the Tao master, how can I get myself ready for the training? And uh, think of me, think of me a bell, says the master. Tap me softly and you get a tiny ding. Strike me hard and you receive a loud and roaring chime. Tao is like a bell and faith is its clapper. Strike Tao with faith, and the connection reverberates music of the universe. The harder you strike, the more resonant and beautiful the melody of vibration. So he's saying opening yourself up to the Tao is like that. The more you open yourself up, the the stronger the response. So that was that master's answer to what that means, you know. So I thought that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just surrender. Yeah. I think it is it's step three, really. Uh, very akin to turning my will and life over to God's care. Very much the same. 
Yeah, that instance is my question as to each one talks about trust just at the bottom of each um, each translation. It talks about trust. He who does not trust enough will not be trusted. So he who does not he who does not sur- surrender enough. Right. Um, and it's the same looking yourself to the doubt when you trust your natural responses. So once you surrendered to um, surrendered to a higher power and you do not trust people, people come untrustworthy. Uh, and trust your instincts as well. Um, again, as I, that can be interpreted as letting go and surrendering to, to your higher power as well. Mm-hmm. We're not in control of what we're doing. Um, we've surrendered, and we're going to trust. We're going to trust the next the next thing that comes along. At first, at first, I, I read myself into that. If I don't trust you, then you're not going to trust me. Um, but if it's on more of a uh, more of a spiritual basis, then yeah, I, I can see surrender in that as well. Now. Maybe it's a path upward, too. If we start opening ourselves up, we may be at a place of loss now. Then as we open ourselves up more, we may move to a place of insight or virtue. And then when we when we really get open with the Tao and we, we start being more dependent and more surrendered, then that's when all of, you know, all the ease comes about. Same with all these other, you know, the other examples in the other chapters where it went from hate to, what was it, uh, hate to fear, up to love, then ease. You know, it just went up the scale. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is, I mean, you, maybe you could look the same way. I don't know, you know. But that would make sense, and it would line up with everything else that we've been learning, that uh, this is all about surrender, just said another way. It's all letting go, all letting go. And, you know, then you can apply it to particular things. You have an area of life that you're at loss in. Well, how are you not opening up to the Tao in that area of life? You can drill down to things like that. If you have something that you're at loss in that's not working, how am I not letting go in that area? What am I doing not to surrender? Um, I've been reading a book, getting ready for another, you know, we're going to do another meeting in January on letting go. And uh, Hawkins, uh, Letting Go, Pathway to Surrender. And I've been learning so much more about surrender that I never knew and about letting go. I, I, that book has really, really helped me with surrendering, just taking it to a whole nother level really? that I never had. Um, uh, I found fear and guilt that I didn't even know I had that I've been surrendering to that's just let things go that I didn't even that that were I didn't even know was there, you know, that that's taken me to a whole nother level of peace and a whole nother level of joy and and um just just taking me another step closer to opening up, you know. So it's really that's, really, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I I don't sit and read books at night because I'll read a page or two in the morning if I'm studying something. I've actually sat and read this book at night which is unusual for me because I'm in front of a computer screen all day and I just never do that. I can't even remember the last time I did that. And that's how much it's speaking to me. So um, I tell you what, let's go ahead and go on to the, uh, I'll do the uh, Derek Lynn commentary. I'll read it for us. All right. Um, Sparse speech. This is his translation. Uh, sparse speech is natural. Thus, strong wind does not last all morning. Sudden rain does not last all day. 
what makes this so heaven and earth heaven even heaven and earth cannot make it last how can humans uh, we should express ourselves in a concise manner manner and return to quietude once we have conveyed our meaning we should be aware also aware that uh, of people who claim to study the Tao and yet speak of great, great length in platitudes they have no true understanding of this chapter <laughs> okay uh, thus those who follow the Tao are with the Tao those who follow virtue are with virtue those who follow loss are with loss so he's segregating it out as maybe levels of uh, awareness mm-hmm. uh, those who are with the Tao the Tao is also pleased to have them the Tao is pleased to have them those who are with virtue virtue is also pleased to have them those who are with loss loss is also pleased to have them <laughs> those who do not trust sufficiently others have no trust in them uh he says it's about the law of cause and effect Mm. we reap what we sow whether it's the Tao, virtue or loss we become what we think about how many times have we heard that uh using fewer words is only the first stage in this discipline it is followed by quiet introspection where we consider our purpose in life and the best way to serve that purpose. Once we solidify our thoughts on this manner, our path through life will become clear. Good stuff. Yeah. Goes back to this meditation business again, this letting go stuff. How are we ever going to get away from that? I don't think so. It's in every chapter. It's in every way of life, Marla. I mean, I have found myself surrendering to every freaking thing. I mean, I've I got to where I was surrendering to my wife. I surrendered into this fear. I'd be riding down the road. I surrendered. I mean, it was just everywhere. And every I was in the grocery store yesterday buying for Chris buying Christmas stuff, and I wanted this bag of Reese's cups. Now, I don't need to eat that, that stuff at all, but with my diabetes for sure. And I just this sugar craving was just so incredible and i did something that i have never done before i looked at that bag of reese's and i said i surrendered to you reese's and it just lifted a little bit and i didn't buy it. i put it back on the shelf and i didn't buy them and i said fuck i'm i'm talking to reese's cup <laughs> am i going crazy <laughs> they didn't answer back you know which is good you know but I learned, you know, I started talking to the Reese's Cups and I said, I surrender to you, Reese's Cups. And it just went away. I was like, what is it? Can it be this simple? You know, I, can I it think be? the doubt says it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, craziness. All right. How about the Wayne Dyer commentary? You going to read that for us tomorrow or portions of it anyway? How about making sure and read his translation he uses. It's really good. Before you start, please. One second. <clears throat> 23rd verse of Wayne Dwyer. To, to talk little is natural. Fierce winds do not blow all morning. A downpour of rain does not last the day. Who does this? Heaven and earth. But these are exaggerated forced effects and that is why they cannot be sustained. 
If heaven and earth cannot sustain a forced action, how much less is a man able to do? Those who follow the way become one with the way. Those who follow goodness become one with goodness. Those who stray from the way and goodness become one with failure. If you conform to the way, its power flows through you. Your actions become those of nature, your ways those of heaven. Open yourself to the Tao and trust your natural responses, then everything will fall into place. I really like that translation. Because that, that talks about it in levels, too, you know? Yeah, the first part of it, I didn't, I mean, the, the second verse, these are exaggerated forced effects, and that is why they cannot be sustained. What do, I'm not really sure what he was talking the about. The wind and the downpour and the strong wind, that they can't be sustained for long periods of time. Got it, got it, got it, got it, okay. And, and heaven and earth can't sustain this kind of force. Why do we think we can sustain that kind of force? Right. When we're pushing, 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 and all the things that we push, and we just, I mean, I used to get up in the morning with work, and it was a constant push. All day, every day, was who can I push? That was the question. It wasn't who I can help. It was who I can push. <laughs> Was it who can I push to help me to gain more? Yeah, it was. Well, it was. It was like that was what business consisted of. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I was being so selfish. It was that was how business worked. You push, push, push. You know, you put forth all this extra effort, and you. I, I don't know another way to explain it. I mean, you know, I was. It felt like I was constantly striving constantly more more it wasn't the more for money as much as it was just controlling everything more uh, than anything you know there was no let go at all you know it was all okay i need this person to do this okay we need this to happen so this person's got to do this call them get them on the you know and just on and on and on you know okay how can i get them to get that done today okay well let's call them and get them going you know and just you were running everyone you know, so, you know, that was, uh, that, that, I think that's part of, that could be part of what he's talking about is, is, you know, heaven and earth can't sustain that kind of force. Why do we think we can't? <laughs> Ego. Yeah. Um, I, I, just, I, just, I just came across another quote just relating to that. A, a foolish man is always doing, yet much remains to be done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is interesting though those who follow the way which is another name name for the Tao Te Ching uh, become one with the way that's what we're talking about open ourselves up to the Tao those who follow goodness become one with goodness goodness, virtue, insight not quite as good as the way but it's better than uh, being a failure which is the way he quoted the third one those who stray from the way and goodness become one with failure. So if we're at failure and we start moving up to goodness, that's good, but there's a better way. So he, he's showing those levels too. And then he reiterates being, being conformed to the way its power flows through you. Your actions become those of nature. So your actions become natural. They just become natural to you. How many times 
you know, I've, I've tried to think about this after I knew I did something that was for sure the will of God. Like, I was filling up my Jeep with gas the other day, and I quit buying lottery tickets. But I pulled up, and I looked, and I said, you know, I think I want to buy a lottery ticket today. So I walk in the store to buy a lottery ticket, and I run into a guy from AA buying beer. Okay? And it was important. I mean, the, the conversation, it was good. I needed to be right there at that time. I didn't keep him from buying beer, but it was good that we, I could tell I was where I needed to be. And I wouldn't have been there if I wouldn't have walked in the store to buy lottery tickets because I pay at the pump. So I bought my lottery ticket. I didn't win anything. And I thought, did I do what I was supposed to do? I said, I think so. Because later on, I'm going to find out it was very important that I had this short conversation with this guy that I never run into. I've never seen him outside of a meeting. <laughs> so we'll wait and see. But I, but I look back at when things happen, you know, mm-hmm. and I say, okay, what was different about that that was obviously what I needed to do because it was, I don't believe in coincidences. And different from that and any other time I do things. And there's no difference other than I just thought I should do it. <laughs> so when I think I should do something that's appropriate, I try to do it. It was no real, you know, you need to go do this or, you know, like uh, other times, you know, when I've gone and done things, you know, there's never been a voice, you know, buddy, go do this or that. But then you get through and you're like, wait a minute, I was right where I was supposed to be. How did that happen? Because I just naturally did what I thought I should do. That's living with the devil. Yeah. Living exactly. the way of the devil. You know, that, that's exactly it. Now, it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens more times now. So what I started doing was I started when I had that, you know, oh, I should do this or I should do that. I just try to do that every time. And if it's the right thing, good. If it's, you know, as long as it's not, you know, something that's out of, you know, fear or out of self, you know, a, a non-self kind of thing, you know. And you know the difference in that. But uh, I think you know what I'm saying. So yes. I just try to listen to that. But uh, I think that's part of our actions becoming uh, natural. Agreed. Everything falls into place. But it starts with surrendering to the Tao, turning our will and our life over to the care of God. You know, it's interesting, too, with that third step. It doesn't just say turn your will over like it's some kind of a prison sentence, you know you must do this, you must do my will, you know, not that kind of, but it's will and life. So you're turning all of your cares over to your higher power, not just having to do his will, if you think about it that way, but it's turning your will and life over to the care of God, over to the care of your higher power. So it's not only your will, but it's your desires It's everything that you're concerned about, everything you care about, all the people you care about, your work, everything that concerns you, you turn over to your higher power, and you let your higher power be concerned about it instead of you. You turn that concern, that care over. If that is not release and peace, I don't know what is. Um. I think it's a, you know, I was thinking about what you're saying, where you, you have surrendered to just about everything. And 
maybe that's part of the real practice, of, a daily practice of really, really surrendering, not just when we're doing this pod, this readings or not when we're meditating, but doing it with everything. Doing it with everything. That's surrendering completely. I think so. I like it. I do too. You want to read us some of the commentary? We've got a few minutes left. Well, <laughs> sure. Living naturally. Everything that composes ultimately decomposes. Notice that I put the emphasis on the word thing. That's because all things on earth are temporary and in constant state of change. Since you're on this planet, you too are part of this always changing and always decomposing principle. In this 23rd verse of the Tao Te Ching, you're asked to observe the ways of nature and then make the choice to live harmoniously with them. Nature doesn't have to insist, push, or force anything. Anything, after all. Storms don't last forever. Winds blow hard, but then they subside. The Tao creates from an eternal perspective, but everything is on its return trip home the moment it comes into being. So Lao Tzu instructs that if you live harmoniously with this simple principle, you'll be in tune with nature. Let go of a desire to force anyone or anything and choose instead to consciously be part of the cyclical pattern of nature. Lao Tzu reminds you that not even heaven can sustain a forced action. In its inherent beingness, all action has a temporary existence and returns to a calmer state. In contemporary language, we'd say that everything blows over. Let's, let's stop right there, Marla. Okay. Uh, let go of a desire to force anyone or anything and choose instead to consciously be part of a cyclical pattern of nature. That's where it begins. Yeah. There are always four seasons. Dr. Totten says this all the time. There's In nature, there are four seasons, no matter where you live. There are four seasons. And it's in our nature as well to have seasons. So we're, we should be in constant change. Your ego strongly believes in your ability to force things, to make things happen, mm-hmm. or to be the person in charge. The Tao points out that the way is responsible for everything with a naturalness about it that isn't forced. It reminds you that what seems so devastating in the moment is benevolent perfection in another moment. What seems to be devastating in the moment is benevolent perfection in another moment. I mean, if nature can't do it, why do we think we can? Can I just pull in a little political thing in here? Oh, no, okay. I have, I think, surrendered to what's going on because there are always balances. It's gonna, it's gonna balance out, and we've we've been through horrible presidents before. Um, we'll get through this. You know, I, I'm, I'm just refusing now to get upset anymore. I, I think that's probably the uh, uh, 
one of the lessons to learn, no matter if yeah. we're upset with who, who, no matter who we're upset with, uh, is that uh, letting go and surrendering all of that, uh, uh, all that angst that we get when our politics are not the way that we think they should be, because a lot of us have strong political views and they're all over the place, you know? So, uh, it's not getting upset, not getting disturbed with that, uh, is just another level of surrender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good, Marla. That's good because I've got democratic friends that are just irate and they're just angry all the time. And I'm like, guys, get a grill. I said, it's, you know, I was pretty angry a few years ago, <laughs> you know, before I, you know, um, and I said, I'm, you know, I'm not angry now. I'm there with you, Marla. Yeah. It's got a, it's the only way to get through this for me. That's good. I'm glad you're learning. So, so Trump is your teacher today. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad to hear Trump's teaching you something, Marla. I knew something good would come out of it. <laughs> I've been watching the news for months. I couldn't tell you what's happening. I, I just, I, I just refuse to have anything to do, to do with anything. Oh, that's, that's good because we'd really like to suffer through this without the rest of the world watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're watching, Marla. They're watching, all right. <laughs> but their opinion of us was very low before Trump. Trump. This is way back. My traveling I've done, uh, we, we're most of the world thinks of the U.S. as a bunch of bullies and has forever. Yeah, so it's nothing new. It's nothing new. But uh, anyway, uh, that's uh, that's good, Marla. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad you you have a good teacher today. <laughs> that was a good way to end the meeting. That's good, but you know, this is really about just opening ourselves up and just starting where we're at. If we're at loss, let's just start there and start opening up and surrendering areas of our life that need surrendering. This, you know, how do you eat the elephant? One bite at a time. So if it were me, I would, uh, I would suggest a fourth step. I would suggest writing out what is, what is bothering you where you're at loss and then, and then seeing what your part is in that. And then asking your higher power, how can I surrender to this? And just surrender and look at why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Is it a fear? Is it guilt? What is it that's behind why you have that loss? And then look at it and then be open to your higher power and surrender whatever comes up. And just keep working at it that way. If you've got areas that you're okay in but you know could be better, that would be the goodness virtue areas. Do the same with them and see what it is you're lacking. Um, I've done that this week on an area where I had a resentment against a guy. Uh, I had been working it, working on it, but every now and then it would pop back up. I'm like, why is this popping back up? Because I sh- this should not be. So I dug in it deeper and I looked at what was really under my anger with him. And it was, a, quite honestly, it was a moral superiority thing that I felt like I was justifying, you know, my opinion because I was morally more righteous. It was that kind of a, that pride ego thing under the surface. So getting down to those things and surrendering those real deep feelings and emotions, 
uh, are a big part of opening ourselves up to the Tao, mm-hmm. opening ourselves up to our higher power. So, uh, so how, how did you do? How did you deal with that feeling of superiority? I surrendered to it. I spoke to it. I talked to it again. I talked to it too. And I've got it on a list. I've, I've put those things on a list that's part of my meditation in the morning. And I go through and I surrender to those things that I'm working on. And, you know, the first day I did that, I realized that day I did not think about the guy all day long. After I started, because if I got down to the feelings that, that were deep under it, then the rest of it went away. So I've got a list of fears and things that I'm surrendering to that I didn't surrender to before. So. I tried. I tried an exercise last week as well. Um, I texted. I texted the old day just to say, right, I've got PG four resentment. And um, what what done was I actually booked an appointment slot for all my all my resentments and that to come and meet me at Friday at three o'clock, and not one of them turned up. By the time it took me to actually get to Friday, I'd actually forgotten about what I was what I was so upset about or what, what was getting to me. Um, but I just realised to myself, you know, some of this stuff is just so petty, but it just it sneaks away you. But um, I was asking about the superiority because I had that issue as well this week. And I thought to myself, how am I going to deal with this? Because it's not, it's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not as if I'm, I'm doing anything to resent this person. It's just the fact that I know that I know better. But it's, it's dealing with that superiority complex. I have, a, I have it on a list that I surrender to my ego in regards to moral superiority i've got that written out and i'll quote that in the morning and i look at it i surrender to you moral superiority <laughs> i surrender mm-hmm. to you what you know all the other things you know that go along with that i have a whole list of stuff and uh and i'll take that stuff off as it you know as i feel i've i'm surrendered but uh, uh yeah i was talking to a reese's cup so i i don't know i'm glad no one heard me <laughs> but it worked Try that sometime. If you've got something that's really eating your lunch, just surrender to that thing and see if it doesn't help. Do it quietly by yourself. You know, don't don't cause anyone <laughs> to call the white van for you, you know, because you don't need to see the white van coming if it's not necessary. You know? <laughs> not good anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, y'all have a great – anything else? No, we're good. Okay. No. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you next Take week. Care. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.